Hello, 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 everyone, and welcome back to the Dynasty Wonderland podcast with me, the Matt Chatter Ryan MK, and as always by my side, the salary captain, the Mudge Heron, Mr. Aaron Stewart. What's up, buddy? How's it going? Oh, man, tis the season, right? Tis the season. We're tis a couple of season. days away from Christmas. So. That's right. Oh, People will man. most likely be listening on Christmas Eve, doing, you know, that. that final day of work, maybe some last minute mm-hmm. Christmas shopping. And we do apologize it's so late in the week. Let's just say I've had a crazy crazy week and also thinking about it it's it's making no sense we're trying to help you guys and and gals for that matter for the playoffs and we're sitting here recapping you know last week's stuff so not that there isn't stuff to mention from last week that will help us with this week but we need to kind of i think do a little more preparation for this round two uh week 16 what is week 16 right yes yes week 16 Mm -hmm. so Week 16, speaking of, starting off tonight, with a Thursday night foosball, and it was a pretty god, good goddamn game. And I got to say, A.J. Brown, I'm so happy to have you back. I have a league where Chris Godwin just went to IR, and I had A.J. Brown coming off IR. And I was like, do I do it? Do I do it? Because, you know... It's a tough one. The Tennessee hasn't been looking good. Could A.J. Brown go out there and make a difference? And I said, I think he will. I'm playing him. And fuck, I'm happy I played him. (laughs) Man. He had a hell of a game. 10 catches, 147, I want to say. That might be – I'll have to look it up. I didn't have this game pulled up. I've got the numbers pulled up here. A.J. Brown, 16 targets. He turned that into 11 catches, 145 yards, and one touchdown. Yes, in the day. Hell of a a game. Hell of a game to come back to. I much appreciate that, Mr. A.J. Brown. Thank you very much. Debo had a pretty big game, too. Uh, George Kittle, a little disappointing. That hurts me in another league. But, you know, um, Debo, A.J., man, they were killing it out there tonight. Absolutely. And and we start with A.J. Brown, or really the rest of the Tennessee offense there. Outside of A.J. Brown, the receivers combined <coughs> for 11 catches and 64 yards. Yeah. 11 catches, 64 yards. So the whole A.J. Brown show. And just goes to show with Tennessee, yes, they were struggling. But my goodness, they've been dealing with a depleted uh, offense. So shows you, it shows you just how good. If there's anyone that doubts how good A.J. Brown is, that's it right there. That's, right. that's A.J. Brown. He's able to come in and do so much which is impressive because no one else did anything. Killed it. <laughs> he just and then Debo, killed it. And Debo, it was nice to see too because his, and I know there was an injury that's that's occurred in recent weeks, but his usage even before the injury had been odd because it was like Ayuk and Kittle were getting a vast majority of the targets and Debo was used like a running back and he still had his like running back usage, five carries, 32 yards. Mm-hmm. But yes, seeing the receiving uh, stat line there has been great because those rushing touchdowns have been what saved his fantasy value. And we knew that wouldn't continue the rest of the season. At some point, it had to stop. He didn't score a rushing touchdown. He also didn't score a receiving touchdown. But my goodness, when he can touch the ball 14 times for what is this? If I do math right, 191 yards, like you're That's just right. a good player. Yep, 191 total yards. It's fucking crazy. Yes. Nuts. So those two dudes lit it up. 
good to see how, or, and this is how, you know, it's two of the best, two of the best in the game right now. They are just, uh, man, I love me some, it, nothing against Debo because he's been killing it all year, but I, 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 I had, I have an affinity for AJ Brown. So that was part of me putting him in my lineup tonight. Right. But again, I'm glad I did because who I bet there were some people that said, you know what? Tennessee offense, first game back, round two of the play. I can't play him. There was probably plenty of people that said that. And now they got 30 points on their bench. <laughs> and hey, I get it. I, I get it. It, it. The playoffs can be stressful, but I said, fuck it. Let's roll with A.J. Brown. Got to roll with the best. <laughs> All right. So this is a fun Thursday night game, fun kickoff to week 16. Hopefully most of you had A.J. Brown in your lineup if you had him. And, of course, Debo. Hell of a game from those two guys. Now, when it comes to this week, we did have some things last week that happened that bring up some questions for this week. Um, so I'll begin with the first one, Duke Johnson, the Duke, he's back in our lives. And it's funny after I just got done writing an infirmary article where I mentioned you on our podcast, referring to a one Chase Edmonds as the next Duke Johnson. And then here we go. Hello, Duke Johnson. Hello, Duke <laughs> Johnson. I didn't even mention him on the infirmary report as being an option because of course I didn't. And uh, I was like, here we go. Big Miles Gaskin day. Nope. It was uh, Duke Johnson. Mm-hmm. And he, uh, he, he, he had a hell of a day. Let me see. Yeah, I don't know if you got the stats pulled up. Well, I've not. got the stats pulled up and I'll read them out do. here. <laughs> so we have Duke Johnson finally getting utilized. It took what year seven for him to <laughs> utilize his primary back. 22 carries, 107 yards and two touchdowns while adding a 20 yard reception to that. Ah, man, 2021, I tell you, like, uh, if anyone heard me on the, on the mind of mansion podcast with Matt Kelly, the pod father talked about how it's such a strange season, how these players from four, five, six years ago are playing some of their best football. And then of course, week 15, this was last week. So week 15, Duke Johnson had maybe his best fantasy game in in quite some time at least i I don't know if i could say best ever but geez (laughs) what's that gonna be that's uh about 25 fantasy point a little over 25 fantasy points in ppr scoring so duke johnson (laughs) yeah it's great to see it so what does that mean pertaining to this week what do you think because to me I, I, I don't know if I'm playing any Dolphins running back because I'm, I don't know if I can play Gaskin right now because I don't know. I have no idea what they're going to do going forward. And I almost just want to stay away. Yeah. I think hindsight is 2020 and with miles Gaskin, one of the things that we should have considered is he was on the COVID list for most of last week and then got activated late in the late in the week and we went cool. Here's Miles Gaskin. He's utilized as a runner and a receiver. He, the true. Jets are horrible. The Jets are horrible against running backs of fantasy football. Like those are great points and it's a solid thought process, but it's we should have put more emphasis on A, the guy probably had COVID, dealt with it in some degree. 
or even if he didn't, he wasn't getting practice reps. Right. So I think it it makes sense looking back on it. It's like, Oh, duh. We should have maybe considered that a little bit that Gaskin would play and still be involved because he's good. And he did what he's supposed to right? 10 carries for 54 yards. So that's 5.4 yards per carry. Like, yeah, like that's, he dominated against the jets in his carries, but yeah, no involvement in the passing game. And I look back and I go, what was that? What was I thinking? Like I should have pumped the brakes on miles gas. <laughs> but to answer your question, going, going forward, I, this pains me. I like many others was a big fan of Duke Johnson for several seasons, but I think this is a mirage. I think he got the workload because he was the only guy that was fully uh, healthy or able to practice all week because well, it was Salvin, Ahmed, and mm. Jared, even Jared Dokes, who was on practice squad. And some people were like, hey, you know, next guy up. Duke Johnson was literally the only guy that got to practice all week. So, no, I don't think we're going to see this type of performance. We see this all the time. Like, run back his big game ago. What does this mean? Is Duke Johnson going to disappear completely? truth be told i don't know because sometimes we go man that's a great game he's earned a spot on the roster not always the case yeah yeah i at this point i'm just it's tough to make what to make of it you know Mm -hmm. and round two of the playoffs i'm just not certain i want to play miles gaskin even if this is a mirage and i i do believe you make a very good point with the covid list and everything like that so, yeah, I just, I don't know. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. But I like a lot of your points. Me, I think I'm just a little bit more wary. I'm more wary to play Gaskin in the play. If it was a normal week, I'd probably be willing to flex him. But I don't know. In the playoffs, I just, you want to avoid those. Because it's not like, you know, Gaskin is going to go out there and it, it's not like he's likely to go out there and get you 30 points like an A.J. Brown did tonight. So, I mean, it, you know, how much is it really hurting you to bench for the possibility that he could get you very little? I mean, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It seems messy to me. And I, there's no reason to think he shouldn't be the guy this week. And who knows how much Duke Johnson is involved. I just, yeah, blah, blah. Anyway. Okay, enough about the Duke. Because, I mean, we haven't seen him in forever. It's so crazy. Um, The almost flock. That's a couple weeks in a row. The Ravens almost almost won uh, by going for a two-point conversion, but could not convert. And it's too bad because they were moving the ball pretty well both times. But I got to say, Tyler Huntley. Mm-hmm. I picked him up in one league. I needed him. I meant to play him. I didn't play him. He was on my bench with all those points. And I, I was going to give him a shot. He's not Lamar Jackson, but he's kind of like Lamar Jackson light, you know? And uh, I do remember you guys talking a little bit about about him on the, but but uh it 
it, yeah, it, it was, he's fun to watch, man. I, I like, he, he's, he's similar to the ball. I like watching him run around. I, I, he could throw the ball. So I, like, he's been fun to watch, man. So uh, it, it's cool to see because it's kind of like, you got like a generic version of Lamar as your backup. And that's like exactly what you should do. Like it's perfect. Like, and so I love this whole situation and uh, you, you know, it's a damn shame. They couldn't get those two point conversions because, and I don't care what anybody says. I mean, you don't want to give the ball back when you're that one game, when you're, secondaries all beat to shit and then the next game aaron Rodgers, you're playing against aaron Rodgers. so yeah i'm all go i'm all for going for the win and uh it's too bad they didn't get it done but huntley's been good man been good right you can't argue can't argue with him being good because coming into this game he his last two games he had played he had completed like 70 over 70 percent of his passes like yes they may be short check down passes but you know what when we we don't have to compare every quarterback to the guy he played against in Aaron Rodgers. Like, Hey, here's the, here's the facts of Tyler Huntley. He's a young quarterback. He's getting his first real uh, game snaps this season. You know, I want to say this may be his third official season, the NFL, but a lot of people, your casual fantasy football players did not know his name three, four weeks ago. Right now, Huntley the reason he succeeded is if there's anyone that's subscribed to the Roto Underworld newsletter, I actually put that stuff together. One of the one of my contributions there is I will try to find some stats that fit with what we put in there. And Tyler Huntley was listed as a quarterback streamer. And yes, on the surface, you go, oh man, like Green Bay. Green Bay is pretty tough against quarterbacks, except there was one glaring hole for the Packers pass defense and it had nothing to do with passing yards. They allowed the most rushing yards to opposing quarterbacks, the most rushing yards, which for Huntley coming into that, his last two games that he played, he had exceeded 40 rushing yards, both games. Like, hey, that's a free four fantasy points. We saw with Taysom Hill a few weeks ago, you could throw right. four interceptions. And if you can get rushing yards, it doesn't matter. And that's what we saw here with Tyler Huntley. Like, yeah, 215 passing yards, a couple of touchdowns. Eh, you know, that doesn't move the needle much, but 73 yards on the ground and two rushing touchdowns with that. Absolutely. Even Lamar I, hasn't done that Two passing, two rushing. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. That's be uh, like ever in his career, just this season. Like I've made, wow. Even not though his the, MVP, yeah. as far as now with the Ravens, he's never had a game where he had multiple of both. Great. That's crazy. Even during Lamar's MVP season, which is why, like, you know, I heard people... the static in a couple different places this week. So I, I should probably start remembering <laughs> to source it, that shit. <laughs> but... hey, that could be because it's difficult to get two rushing touchdowns. And that's mm. why I know I've seen it. Some leagues I'm in, some people have dropped Tyler Huntley. No, that is absolutely wrong. I know that these news reporters are like, ah, the Ravens don't think it's a high ankle sprain. Always assume the worst. If an, and if it's high ankle sprain, Huntley's still going to be playing this week. So those leagues that I saw Huntley dropped, you best believe I'm picking them up, mainly because if I'm still in the playoffs, I don't want them used against me. But right. Huntley's very impressive. And my main takeaway is, hey, there's just some organizations out there that when they do things, you have to pay attention to. The Baltimore mm. Ravens. 
even before Tyler Huntley, they had brought in another guy, Trace McSorley. They had drafted in the sixth round. Was he good at Penn State where he played collegiate uh, football? Not really. Nothing really stood out besides he's fast. He could run. It was like, ah, that's why they drafted him. But they clearly saw something in Huntley last year. And the impressive thing was there was no preseason. There wasn't any preseason games, but they liked him so much last season that they had bumped him up over Trace McSorley. This season, they had moved on from McSorley. Like you start to connect the dots there going, okay, if the Ravens, who are a well-run organization, year in, year out, if they're not a playoff team, they're competing for a playoff spot till the very last moment. Mm. They see something in Tyler Huntley, cool. I'm more likely to start that backup quarterback than, I don't know, the Giants having Mike Lennon or something. Right. <laughs> the Ravens just should earn your trust on that. And Hey, for Huntley, this is awesome. The Ravens, this is awesome. I mean, teams, most teams don't even have one quarterback. Look at you Panthers. The Ravens seem to have two quarterbacks that work extremely well in their system. Okay. Sorry. I was looking at something. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, man. I just, uh, I've been really impressed with him. And uh, he's been fun to watch. And like I said, he does some Lamar type things, which is exactly what they need. And it's exactly what I need as someone who loves Lamar. If I can't have Lamar, sure, give me his generic clone. I will take that. If I can't have the name brand Cinnamon Toast Crunch, I'll take that Malto Meal, uh, you know, Cinnamon Toast Crunch. I will do that. It's still pretty fucking good. It's not the same, but it's still pretty good. So that's how I view that situation. Well said, my friend. I love it. And you're right. It's the fucking Ravens, man. Some organizations just do shit right. It's crazy. Uh, Okay. Now. Another organization that does some things pretty right, but have been dealt some blows, particularly for their offense led by their old ass quarterback. We got the banged up Bucks, the banged up Buccaneers. Mike Evans sounds like he might be okay. Lenny, Uncle Lenny's going to be out for a minute. And then my guy, my most owned player across all my leagues in fantasy football i shouldn't say owned that's the first time i've said that for my most rostered player fucking chris godwin man damn it this late in the year it's so sad it's such a say playing on the franchise tag man oh oh i hate it it's i just hate everything about it but gotta look at it fantasy wise Obviously, they're about to get AB back from suspension. So, you know, chunk of targets are going to go there. Is there any chance, Aaron, that we see something out of Tyler Johnson? He did get seven targets. He had four catches, 41 yards in the game last week. Um, I mean, but Gronk had 11. He only had two catches, but Gronk, 11 targets. I mean, is this just going to be AB? and Gronk dominated, or is there some room for a Tyler Johnson, a Scotty Miller, a somebody like that? Certainly with all the guys that are out, and you went through the list there, and we pour one out for Chris Godwin. Torn ACL this late in the mm-hmm. season, not good, not good. So no Godwin, no Evans for foreseeable future. 
Leonard Fournette's out. So receiver-wise, well, first off, you nailed it. Mainly going to be Antonio Brown and Rob Gronkowski. Is there room for more? Absolutely, because we've, we've seen it. Uh, if you think back with Antonio Brown, and it's been a while because of injury and suspension and, and everything, that in five games, he was averaging 19 fantasy points while playing alongside Evans and Godwin. And yes, AB and Rob Gronkowski, they are going to be the top two options, but they're not going to get all the targets. So someone certainly does have to stand up. Question becomes who, 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 who Tyler Johnson, Tyler Johnson does seem to be Tyler the next Johnson. guy. He, he is the guy that seems to be next in line to, to step up, but I fucking I, hope so. I personally like Scotty Miller too, in which he's done nothing this season, not right. entirely his fault. He dealt with an injury that kept him out for most of the season. And he, when he returned, he had to work his way up from the bottom of the depth chart, which was loaded. Now, Scotty Miller does have something that is lacking in the absence of Godwin and, well, really hasn't been a receiver that, that had it, except for Brashad Perryman, who they brought in. But I don't even know if Perryman played. I don't see any stats recorded for him. But mm-hmm. Scotty Miller has speed. Scotty right. Miller has a great profile on playerprofiler.com. His best comparable player is Tyler Lockett. And ever since I've seen that, I'm like, I like this guy been holding out hope this season too. And five, nine white receiver that can maybe play the slot. We've seen this story before Tom Brady and Miller has proven production with Brady in years past. Not so much this season. We talked about it. He was injured for basically the entire season and his snaps have come like garbage time, but I'm really excited about Scotty Miller. And the best thing is he's, perfectly totally 100 percent free like you didn't have to put in waiver claims he's still sitting there and i don't know if you're if you have super deep starting lineups worth a shot there i, I like his profiler tyler johnson ah, we'll see if he continues to get the volume he may have gotten the volume because he was still there but he only saw seven targets and that was without antonio brown we'll see scotty miller definitely has high upside though Okay, you playing either of them this week? Ooh, man, if I'm playing either one of them, I'm desperate. And funny enough, I had a league that I had Chris Godwin, and oh, look, Antonio Brown was there, so mm. I picked up Antonio Brown. So to answer your question, am I playing either? No, but it's because my teams that are alive at this point, I have good options. <laughs> it's right. I've, I'm not, I don't have any teams that desperate, but oh, well, I've, I've got a team with a lot of starting lineup spots. Not to look, you know, because that's one where it doesn't really matter if there's better players. You're like, can this guy score a touchdown? For Scotty Miller, the best thing that I like about him over Tyler Johnson is all it's going to take for him is he scores a 40-yard touchdown pass. Boom. That's that's all it takes with Scotty Miller. You're not going to get that with Tyler Johnson. Is Johnson the better NFL receiver? Yes. <laughs> Do you think he's a better NFL receiver than in fantasy? Hey, give me that big play. All it takes is that one play. He's got more points than Johnson. I heard. I hear you. Okay. Well, we got a couple more quick things before we get out of here, trying to continue to prepare listeners, the mad caps for round two, get their rosters ready. Again, hopefully they got started off 
to a good start tonight. Started off to a good start. I'm really struggling with the talking. <laughs> I feel rusty as shit. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> and we are kind of winging it, peeps. So bear, bear with us. But before we go, I do want to mention we got to talk about some COVID issues. But before we do, I'm going to say Buffalo Gabe is the name of this one. I wanted to bring up Gabe Davis because speaking of COVID issues, Cole Beasley is now and oh shocking that Cole Beasley is I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna rail I'm just gonna keep pushing <laughs> Cole Beasley's gonna be out now it does look like Emmanuel Sanders is gonna be back but as you saw he wasn't doing a whole hell of a lot before and Gabe Davis this past week I actually played him in a couple of leagues that I have I played him in a bunch of DFS and he was one of the very few good decisions I made in DFS this weekend um, <laughs> or this past weekend, but uh, fucking five receptions, 85 yards, two touchdowns. So I'm loving it. I'm digging me some Gabe Davis. You think he keeps it rolling this week? It is against new England. What do you think is going to happen? I got to start off with my nickname for Gabe Davis, right? I call him Gabriel TD Davis. Because <laughs> that's all he does. He scored seven touchdowns as a rookie last season, right? Yeah. And, and people that hated on Gabriel Davis, they went, oh, yeah, his fantasy points come from the touchdowns. Well, last I checked, good players score touchdowns. And anytime he's given an opportunity, he's produced. It's shown in his career with efficiency metrics that yards created, uh, or sorry, tar target separation, yards of target separation, which is him getting open. And he is an outside receiver. He is such a wonderful steal of a fourth round pick for, for the Buffalo Bills. He's been top 12 in both of his seasons, this season and last season as a rookie. He's been top 12 in fantasy points per route run. Like, all that happened, or no, sorry, fantasy points per target on that one. He's been top 12 in, in that. What that tells me is when he gets on the field, he A, gets open, and B, is going to help you a lot in fantasy football. And I put all he needs is targets. And then you, you mentioned it. You said seven targets, and he put up how many touchdowns on seven targets? He scored a pair of touchdowns with excellent. Like you look at the receiving stat line for all the Buffalo Bills receivers. It's right. Gabe Davis and it's the rest. Mm -hmm. So with even Gabe Diggs, Davis, man. I, I, even Diggs, Diggs has been a disappointing receiver that this yeah. season for based on his cost. Cause a lot of times he was going maybe sinking to the first round, but safely was going in the second round. Right. So, Gabe Davis, I'm confidently playing because you talked about Emmanuel Sanders. Sanders wasn't doing anything. I'm sorry. If Buffalo, in which Gabe Davis, anytime he gets on the field, makes plays, if they go, ah, 34-year-old Emmanuel Sanders back, he's going to get his role. That would be so, 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 so stupid. <laughs> and with Cole Beasley, too, because truth is, Sanders, will he be back with Buffalo next season? I highly doubt it. Like, Sorry, he had the one performance back in week four. That's been about it. It's been a bunch of nothing in fantasy football. Age catches up to us. Like Sanders shouldn't be yeah. a starting receiver in three receiver sets. Does he no. still have value? Sure. But mainly as like a number four. <laughs> and with Cole Beasley, 
Beasley had a great season last season, not so much this year. And he is a reliable slot receiver, but he's going to be 32 years old. So with Gabe, I mentioned that because yes, it may be more dynasty talk, but you got Gabriel Davis, a healthy, big physical receiver that's proven he can play on the outside. Get continue to give this guy reps. Come on. They got something good going. Diggs, Davis, Knox at tight end. I like that trio. Indeed. I, I like them too, man. They, uh, I've been saying all along, they need a running game. They need m- mm-hmm. more of a running game, but he also needs another good receiving option. And Knox is there a little bit, right? But yeah, you're just not getting much from Manny Sanders and Cole Beasley mm-hmm. is what he is. And so it's like, yeah, give him some fucking Gabe Davis. And that helps a lot. So I'm interested to see um, this game against the Patriots, but I'm still rolling Gabe Davis. So absolutely. Yeah. 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 All right. So we definitely have um, some COVID issues. A couple of Chiefs players, right? Travis Kelsey, mm-hmm. Tyreek Hill, Dalvin Cook on the COVID list. Mm-hmm. And then there was a couple of injuries. Um, obviously, the bad hit with Teddy. And sounds like he's okay, but Drew Locke's going to start this week. And then Sterling Shepard tore his Achilles. So we got some stuff going on. Uh, you don't have to talk about everything. In fact, don't worry about that. Just, you know, what, what do you think as far as what can we expect? I guess the, the biggest one I was I would say is what do you do Chiefs-wise if these guys miss? You cry? That's, <laughs> that's the first thing. Well, yeah. But, but I mean, is there anything to pluck from that fantasy? I mean – like a Byron Pringle, or you just, or do you think this is just Chiefs are going to be in trouble? I'll say there has to be value in Kansas City, right? Because there's Patrick Mahomes, and you know they're going to air it out. Mm-hmm. So you do have to kind of follow, okay, what's next? Certainly not McCole Hartman. No, no, no. Yeah. And Byron That's why I Pring- said Pringle. <laughs> yeah, I, if I had to choose one, it's Byron Pringle. Uh, but it feels disgusting, but, you know, I, I always say, what's one of my sayings? You don't start your studs. You start the players with winning matchups. And if, if Pringle has a good matchup and there's no Tyreek Hill, there's no Travis, we're going Kelsey or Kels because Podfather, we, we, we went Kels the entire time. I don't even know. I were Travis Kels, Kelsey. That's, that's his new name i did I notice know. that i did note like that's not the first time i've heard him say kels and i'm not sure because what i heard was that when he said that he was just bullshitting everybody when he said I heard that's that really too. and so i'm like okay podfather had to have heard that so is he just keeping the trolling going or <laughs> or is he actually still believe 
or does he really know. believe that it's Kels? Because that and hey, what the fuck do I know? I don't know for sure. I you know, I'm not certain, but <laughs> but that that was the thing I heard the most was that that, that it, he was just fucking around. So I'm like, it, you know, every time I hear it from the pod father, I'm like, what the fuck? But he could so, be right. I don't know. But uh yeah. So so I will I will say Byron Pringle, sure. But my goodness, you have to be really damn desperate at that point, especially what this would be the semifinals for for most leagues. I don't know if I, I don't know if I could do that. But like, yeah, it's gross. Thinking it through, the thought process is well, he should be a decent option. Pour one out for the Dalvin Cook owners because well, Cook is he is officially out for that. I want to say that he is unvaccinated, which okay. means probably, that there was no chance of right. him playing this week and i i pulled it up too just to confirm um that he is ruled out like this is stuff from 10 to 12 hours ago earlier today already ruled out for sunday okay it sucks but i'm sorry if you're a dalvin cook manager like no you don't draft alexander madison back in rookie or sorry back in redraft but the moment he gets dropped, because we know how that goes, that's why we don't like handcuff running backs. The moment he gets dropped, you do pick him up as the mm-hmm. Dalvin Cook manager, because especially if you missed the first time and you saw Madison go out and put up the huge game. I had that in a league where I did pick up Madison. I didn't start him. He had that massive first game. I went, that's all I need to see. He's going to have a permanent spot on my roster because Dalvin Cook is an every week starter. And they just showed, they being the Minnesota Vikings, it's Alexander Madison time on that one. So mm-hmm. you poor Dalvin Cook owners. Hopefully you already had Madison rostered. If not, it sucks to suck. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I don't got much else to say. Um I guess really with any of that. Although one more thing with the Chiefs, I guess I am going to say one thing. Um, I do think this could benefit our guy, Daryl, the double barrel. Yeah, that's an excellent point. Because, you know, he catches quite a few passes and he's Mm -hmm. been a weapon for the Chiefs. So I do think he could actually, his usage could get, you know, a fairly good uptick should one or both of those dudes miss for the Chiefs. So Daryl, the double barrel Williams, I'm, 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 I'm looking forward to him this Love week. It. And I would definitely be comfortable putting him in like a flex, you know, if one of those guys miss, because I do think he'll get you. They seem to like him, man. Like I yeah. said, I've had him. That's one dude I've had stashed on a couple of different teams for like multiple years for really no reason. Because his profile is not overly exciting. <laughs> like, so it's just, it, it's such a weird thing. Daryl the Barrel, we love you, buddy. <laughs> love it. That's an excellent call. Excellent call because doesn't matter for CEH plays, does not matter. That's an excellent call. That's a good reminder too for people when you're doing these thought processes, just because, oh, Tyree kills out, therefore Byron Pringle has to step up. That, and I know I said that, I had to. I had to retract that statement there because you brought up the excellent point. It does not always mean it's a player of the same position. Correct. That's going yes. to benefit. 
Very, very good, my friend. Well, is there anything else you want to chat about? We've got some games uh, on on Christmas. We got the poor brownies, man. Just injury, COVID riddled brownies. Just struggle of a season. They're going to have to play the Packers, and then uh, damn it, what's the other game? I know the other game. Colts, Colts and Cardinals. Yes, Colts and Cardinals. Yes, and that game should be a lot of fun. Get to see our boy Jonathan Taylor on Christmas. So yes. I'm excited for these games. And, uh, yeah, I'm just going to sit back. And um, all my remaining squads ex- that are left in the playoffs, except for one, have Jonathan Taylor on them. So Because yeah. <laughs> almost every Dynasty team I have, I, I roster Jonathan Taylor. I made it like a necessity to try and get him in as many leagues as possible. So I've got a lot of Jonathan Taylor. (laughs) And the only thing I'm going to mention about these two games is one point, I promise. Colts and Browns, two AFC teams that those have been two teams we've talked quite a bit about throughout this season. Indeed. And they've gone in two separate directions because the Colts, Uh, we kept going, you know, I just don't think it's going to happen. And credit to them, they turn that season around. They start Mm -hmm. off really slow they're coming they're red hot they're coming off a massive victory against the new england patriots and we kept going you know what the colts like they have played each game like it's their last and that's what they've needed to do and they can't stop but at eight and six and riding some momentum man heading into their final three games they're in a good spot whereas the browns we've had the same conversations of hey this this game in recent weeks is a pivotal game for the browns really shouldn't drop this one because it's ridiculously tough in the AFC. They're sitting at seven and seven. They are limping their way to the finish line. And, oh, you get matched up with Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers in Lambeau Field. Yeah, there's a reason the Packers are a seven and a half point favorite on Vegas. It's do or die for the Browns. The Colts, they could lose this game. I think they would be okay but the Browns, like they sit there, they lose that. It's like Brown's going to Brown. And that right. pains both of us. People yes. that have listened know we really, really like the Browns going into the season. And big change has got to be coming in Cleveland. That will be an interesting team to follow this offseason. Very much so. Very much so. All right. With that said, I think we're going to get ready to get out of here. Unless you have any final thoughts, Mr. Aaron. All I'll say is, if you're listening to us on YouTube, give us a thumbs up. Give us a thumbs down. We uh, we won't see it because YouTube doesn't want to show that. But <laughs> give a thumbs up. Give a comment. You know, any any feedback we'll we'll take. Any conversation we'll take. And also, you can follow us on on Twitter. Twitter is our primary. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Aaron Stew zero nine. You can follow our podcast. That's going to be at DW underscore pod. And then Ryan, go ahead. Give him your Twitter handle, man. At RMK Madness is where you can hit me up. And I would like to say good luck in round two, everyone. And also, Merry Christmas. That's right. By the time you're all listening to this, it's going to be Christmas Eve. You're going to be shopping. You're going to be wrapping presents and drinking eggnog and getting ready for a wonderful Christmas on Saturday with football and basketball. And it's the Everybody, Merry Christmas, my friend. We will chat again soon.
the chat out the captain dynasty we're out of here mad cats top top for now merry christmas again light us